Hello and welcome to the third installment. We're back again of the Synapse Misfire podcast. I'm your host Chris and my other host Jordan. Say hi, everybody. Say say hi. I was gonna uh, say everyone. But... Say hi. Say hi, everyone. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, there yeah, it is. There. Hi, guys. <laughs> Off to a good start already. Um, it, it wouldn't be an introduction to a Synapse Misfire episode if shit went as planned. So that is a that's a very good point. Um, we got some news. <laughs> that's the one. That's what I wanted to say. We have some news. Uh, we're setting up an RSS feed for the podcast, so you can import it into your favorite podcasting app or your favorite RSS reader. Uh, should that be a thing that you use? Yeah, I don't know why you'd use that. You should just use a podcast app, but that's fine. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. Yeah, I mean. Whatever gets you hard, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. What if we have women watching? <laughs> okay, okay. With the RSS feed, you can uh, actually grab our link that we put in the description, and you can import it into your favorite podcasting app to listen to it on the go in whatever app you choose. You don't have to open YouTube uh, because YouTube Premium kind of cringe. You got to pay for it to lock your screen to listen to something that you're playing. Kinda cringe, kinda bad. So, use a podcasting app. Just import our podcast, and soon, uh, when we uh, get off our asses and make some art, uh, we'll have it on iTunes and Spotify. Um, considering that there probably will be a charge with either one of those, I'm not sure yet. But regardless, RSS feed, YouTube, check it out. Uh, it will probably be in other places eventually. We will always tell you. Unless Link in I the forget. description. Right. Link in the description. So. Link in the description. Copy and paste it. Your favorite podcast reader. Podcast reader? Podcast app. app. Podcast listener app. Y'all don't read podcasts while you're driving? I read a lot while I'm driving. <laughs> oh, before we get into anything today, I just have a little quick, before I get into like a real rant, I have a little quick one. And... I'm just surprised at how smooth-brained the average person is. Um, I work uh, in an IT job. I do, like, uh, help desk IT. So you deal with probably the dumbest motherfuckers on the planet. Um, I was called over this morning, and uh, was I was told, Hey, you gotta fix the printer. It keeps saying supplies low. How how do you not know what the f- applicable fix for that is? There's two things that you put in the printer to make documents come out. Paper and ink. And it's got to be one of those things. Oh, there's paper in there. Oh, guess what the other thing is? Ink. Put some ink in the printer. Did you ever think, though, maybe it's low on electricity? I'm going to walk out of here again. <laughs> That's two episodes in a row. We're on a, we're on a hot street. See how many times I can get you to walk out. <laughs> walk out of here again. Well, actually, we did have that happen at work. We had a brownout. Oh, really? Yeah, we uh, across the both uh, across one of our buildings. Um, the power was seventy volts at the wall. Oh, wow. Okay, that's that's no good. So we just had to run out in like a frantic, like a mad dash, turning off computers. Yeah, I was because they say, were still you... running under yeah. seventy volts, which. Yeah. Is not good for them. No, not at all. And we actually didn't lose anything. Hmm. So we're good. Quick response of Chris here, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. 
saves the day once again. Super Chris. I wouldn't say that, but with all the speed and prowess of a panda bear in captivity. Chained down to the ground, can't even move. A panda bear in captivity with no legs. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. All right, so we have actual topics we want to talk about. We are jam-packed with topics, ladies and gentlemen. Jam-packed. Jimmy Jam. Jam-packed. Jordan's got a spread of papers in front of him. (laughs) I actually have a laptop because I'm not 90 years old. Listen, there was no money in the budget for me to get my own damn laptop, okay? Dude, you have a laptop. I've seen it at your house. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I have like 18 laptops, too. Well, then why didn't you offer me one? Because I don't like you. <laughs> so what's our, what's our first topic, smart guy? <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate the compliment. Our first topic is actually some news about a free update coming to a game that I love, Ghost of Tsushima. And for the first six months the game was announced, I kept calling it Ghosts, plural. It's not Ghost. There's one Ghost. One Ghost? Un, un Ghost. One Ghost. Yes, one Ghost. Um, there's a free update coming called ghost of tsushima legends it's a free multiplayer update supposedly coming in the fall of this year um it basically adds multiplayer to the game but not in the conventional sense where you can play through like a, a main story uh co-op with a buddy buddy old pal you know um it's more its own separate entity but it's a free update which is you know the nicest part um essentially if you have two to four players you can play story-based missions um that kind of revolve around four character um classes Samurai, Hunter, Ronin, and Assassin. Each one is supposedly going to play different, different weapons, different mythic abilities. So it's similar to, like, um, I know Far Cry 5, or, like, not Far Cry 5, but other Far Cry games had this, like, uh, campaign you could play, like, co-op. I know you could play the regular campaign with two people, but I think there was, like, an up to a four-player campaign. Yeah, like Far some Cry sort of, 3, like, maybe. yeah. Uh, or like the Call of Duty Spec Ops missions. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It's honestly more like the Spec Ops missions, but from the sound of it, it's going to be a bit more flushed out. So Spec Ops is kind of just like, fuck shit up as military guys, you know? Yeah. Th- this seems to be expanding on the lore set in place in the single-player Ghost of Tsushima, as well as um, being story-based. So each mission you do will actually have like a, a purpose in telling some sort of plotline. Um, like I said, you can do two to four players for the co-op missions, and if you get a uh, four-player match going, therefore, I mean, I don't know why you would. I don't have friends, but if you happen to have three friends that are willing to play with you, or I believe you can matchmake, you can do survival-based waves, which is kind of fun. I know a lot of games do that, and it's kind of just, you know, whatever at this point, but as someone who loves Ghost of Tsushima and is actually almost done currently with the single-player campaign, uh, the combat's really good, and I think it will be pretty fun to do a survival uh, mode. Just, you know, it won't be long-term fun, but if they keep adding content well, yeah. to it, it might be long-term fun, you know? Well, I don't know. I got a lot of time out of uh, Call of Duty Zombies. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's the same kind of thing where people, you could say the same thing about zombies, where it's like, oh, it's short-term fun, but people play that to the end of, there's people who play Black Ops 3 Zombies still. Like, I played Black Ops 2 Zombies until, like, the whole time I had an Xbox. I played BO2 Zombies. Yeah, so, and they, it, it helps that they also added maps with like each expansion when the game was still the current Call of Duty. So Yeah, there was also, um, already off topic, but I do remember, there was this workaround what you could do is if you had a buddy who bought the DLCs or had the season pass or something, you could log into his account, download the DLCs onto your Xbox, log out, and they would be on your account. I got a lot of games that way. 
Yeah, uh, Chris, I think that's illegal. I, I think we might want to cut this part out. I don't care. <laughs> Sue me, Microsoft. I stole about... I stole about $60 of your content. I will give it to you we're with gonna, interest. We're, we're going to start hearing knocking on the door uh, during the recording uh, of next episode. It's going to be Treyarch and uh, Microsoft coming here to abduct you. I didn't have a job then, but I have a job now. I will give you that money if you really want it. Oh, trust me. They make enough money. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, so back to the, the Ghost of Tsushima thing. You, you haven't played it, right? And you haven't really seen gameplay on it? I have not. So... As I mentioned, I, I've been playing it, and I freaking love it. I know a lot of people do. It has really good Metacritic reviews, a lot of good fan reviews. Um, and a lot of things seem to be leading to a sequel, which has me very excited, and possibly expansions um, down the road. But I love the single-player uh, campaign, and if you happen to have a PS4, anybody out there, which I get it, PC Master Race, I get it. Every console sucks, I get it. Console Wars. But if you happen to have a PS4... I would uh, I would not sleep on this game. It, it's very fun. The combat is very engrossing, and as you progress, you just become more and more badass. And it's some of the most satisfying combat I've had. And the story is great. Don't and, don't sleep uh, on the story. Yeah, maybe when I dig my PS4 out of the drawer and I I set it back up, maybe I'll buy it. Um, well, maybe we, we can we can do the meme where I'll have you sign into my account on your PS4. There you go. I I, I <laughs> don't think that works anymore. Yes, unfortunately it doesn't. But they've figured out DRM. Damn. All right, so we almost forgot to mention, actually, uh, not only is this a free update, which owners of Ghost of Tsushima will be able to install and play day one, um, there's no microtransactions. Can you believe that, Chris? I cannot, honestly. Um, every game now, it's got to have them. It's in some form, even cosmetic skins. It's ridiculous. Skins. Yeah, even skins, and from the sounds of it, there's nothing. No skins, nothing. I would much rather pay... I would much rather pay like an extra 10 or 15 bucks for a game um, to not have that, to not have any like microtransactions or anything. I'm actually okay with cosmetic microtransactions though, because that doesn't affect gameplay. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you there where it's better than having like weapons locked behind yeah, microtransactions. Yeah, like skins and stuff. Like the way Fortnite does it, I think is um, genius. It's genius, but also I think the, the pricing is what really makes it absurd like if you can do cosmetics and price it somewhat fairly but like explain to me why a single skin can be anywhere from 10 to 25 dollars because people will pay for it well that's the problem it says everything will be unlocked through play that's as it should be it's almost like it's almost like they're selling you a game like a product yeah and the amazing part is like with something like fortnite free to play obviously um battle royale anyway free to play and you get the skins Ghost of Tsushima is a full-length single-player game. I have probably close to 40 hours in the single-player, and I'm just about to beat it after doing a bunch of side stuff. So I, I got my $60 worth. So the fact that they're adding more and it's free, that's awesome. Consumer I usually, wins. I usually go by the $1 one-hour rule. Uh, like for every dollar I pay for the game, I get an hour out of the game. Um not that many games I play live up to that. Not because they don't have the content for it, just because I don't really play games that much anymore. Yeah. Um, which is unfortunate. Uh, I did play about an hour of Factorio, and I've already gotten my my. I think I paid twenty five bucks for it instead of the thirty, so I've already gotten my twenty five bucks out of it. Yeah. Um, I did start this puzzle game that I got for free, uh, called Supraland. It's pretty good. Yeah. Well, 
It's not incredible, but it's, you know, it's fun. I like puzzle games. Yeah, I mean, while we're on the topic of uh, a free a free game... Um, it wasn't... It's not free, oh. technically. I got it for free. Well, that's what I meant, was now that we're on the topic of you getting a free game, I, I wanted to tell you this, and I forgot to. So, Epic Games does their free game giveaway one a week. I got Remnant from the Ashes for free last week. Last week? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I think it's still up, so you should check. I, I should do that. My main reason for saying this is because I started playing it this morning, and I slept on that game hard. Someone said it was Souls-like, and that was my instant turnoff because I hate getting my ass kicked. And I've only played about an hour, so I'm sure it ramps up in difficulty. I know that. But, man, is it fun. It's a fun game, and I got it for free from Epic, so that was I should awesome. Look. I, have, um, I have actually the, the Epic Games launcher working on my main system um, uh, under... Uh, Lutris with Linux, uh, so it does it does work pretty well. Um, I was able to launch some games from it. I have another one that I have to tweak a little bit, um, but I just don't care enough to do it. But Remnant from the Ashes, I'll take a look at. Yeah, you should check it out. That'd be a good game to play my, together. It's on my Steam wish list as well. Yeah, we could play that together. That'd be pretty awesome. So I would be totally down for that. You know, bringing up the uh, Epic Game Store, um, Fortnite. Epic Games themselves had a uh, big stink with Apple and Google Play uh, over the last week. Yeah, I heard uh, I heard a little little bit of rumbling about that. It doesn't seem too big, right? <laughs> nothing nothing major is happening, right? No, nothing major. Nothing that's like incredibly funny and almost keeping me from keeping a straight face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's almost comical what's happening between these two almost companies. Almost comical. All right, it's comical what's happening between these two companies, and uh, I'll let you do the honors they of explaining. They made a video. Okay, all right. Let me let me go back. If you haven't heard, because of Epic Games, the way they processed their payments, they didn't process the payments for their in-game currency V Bucks through the Apple Store. They processed them through their own store. Apple doesn't like that. So they're going to war against Apple now because after Apple got wind of that, they kicked them off the App Store. I mean, rightfully so. It's their platform. It's their platform. They have their reasons for doing but what they, they do. But they made a video. They made a video called 1980 Fortnite about how Apple is trying to control the market 1984 style. I And honestly... The I have to side with Apple because Epic is being horrible about it. They're yeah. like probably the most hypocritical company. Oh, absolutely. I I did just mention twenty five dollar Fortnite skins, correct? They also um, blamed Apple for having uh, <clears throat> having like a monopoly on certain things. Like, oh, they have a monopoly on payment processors for apps in the App Store, which is. Um, kind of the exact same thing you want to do. You want to have... You're the same company that's been buying up exclusives to get people on your platform. Yeah, it's almost like Hitman 3 was just announced to be a Epic Game Store exclusive. Wow, imagine that. Yeah. I, I, I thought they just did that for shits and giggles. I didn't realize it was, you know, a marketing strategy. <laughs> Weird. So, um, the thing is, if you have any... Uh, uh, if you have any of your emotions tied into this drama between Apple and Fortnite, um, I honestly pray for you. Uh, I don't even believe in God, and I pray for you um, because of how smooth your brain is and how unwrinkled it is. 
It's just look, it's like someone took an iron to your brain. Like I could I could see my reflection in your brain. It's so smooth. I don't think you should be insulting viewers like that. Well, if they're on the side of if they're posting like hashtag free Fortnite, I don't want them here. Yeah. No, that's um I don't know what's happening. It's like they're they're pulling the whole political nonsense at this point. It's well, they're like, doing that, but it's also just a uh, I just it's nothing other than two companies fighting over extremely large amounts of money. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. And um honestly, I don't like either of them at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a, I'm happy they gave me Remnant, but uh <laughs> This like, whole, I'll take yeah. your free games. I don't care. That's but, also a marketing strategy too. But if if people think, okay, if you think this is anything other than a uh, smart, in big quotes, uh, marketing tactic, you are very wrong if you think it's something other than that. Yeah. I'm... Simply because it's so obvious that it's a marketing thing. Well, yeah, I mean, I saw something about them uh, lowering V-Bot's prices because I guess Apple takes the 5% or whatever, so they lowered V-Bot's prices. Um, or we're talking about doing that for purchasing on non-Apple platforms. Yeah, they take a, a decent chunk. They take like 30% of Is purchases. it 30%? Yeah. Yeah, so a lot more than 5%. That's crazy. Yeah, but they again, take, it is but their they're platform. Not even, they're not even that bad, though. Doesn't like, Steam do the same thing? Steam it's, takes 45%. Yeah, Steam is absurd. Steam, yeah, Steam really, uh, they get you when you post a game or when you, you know, put a game on Steam. Uh, Epic, actually, they don't take as big a percentage. I'm not sure the number. Yeah, that was their big move when they first made their launcher was that they take a certain percentage dependent on how much the game pulls in for money. So... so I mean, I guess that's good in a sense, but I also don't really buy anything from the Epic Store. I just show up to get my free game. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's what a lot of people do. So if you've seen episode one of this podcast, you know that I'm uh, I'm the head VR guy here yeah, you're between, the, between the two of us. The VR man. I was actually the earliest adopter, but I just don't use it anymore see see he adopted the earliest vr headset and then just never used it however i i joined a little bit later and then i've been keeping up with it ever since so i'm the de facto vr guy here and uh got some bad news vr lovers um zuck is trying to take over the world and he's doing real bad things fucking zuck dude <laughs> i hate that zuck guy i hate zuck so much you, you can't you tell suck me. zuck you can't look me in the eye. You can't look me dead in my shits and tell me that he's not a robot. I've seen some some uh, videos and some photos there. I I think he's an android. Have you ever seen him? Have you ever seen him? This is already off topic. If you've ever have you ever seen the video of him making like brisket or barbecue in his backyard? I haven't, but now I really it's want the, to. It's the most robotic human I've ever seen. Hmm. Okay, okay. I'm going to have to look that up after the show. Yep. yep. But, uh, yeah, so Zuck, and, and not, you know, not Zuck himself, but apparently the Facebook team behind Oculus is uh, making some moves. So starting in October, so, you know, a couple months away, two months away, yep. Um, if you purchase or log into a VR headset from Oculus for the first time, 
so say you buy a quest in October or you you get one for Christmas in December um, you're gonna need a Facebook account to uh, to log in and this is the exact thing that I praised oculus for in the first episode yeah for not doing and yeah um, oh starting in October 2020 that's a very good point that you brought up if you get one for Christmas, I think this is like a 300 IQ play from Zuck. Oh, yeah. So if he wanted to get, right, you think about people who want, people who really want an Oculus Rift or a Quest or something, and people who like Facebook, I imagine those are two separate circles in a Venn diagram. I would, yeah, I would think so. Like, who uses Facebook still? Like, my dad uses Facebook. <laughs> Papa Chris uses Facebook, yeah. Like, I like old people use Facebook, yeah. right? I don't think I know a lot of people under the age of like 20 who, or under the age of like 30 even who use Facebook. Yeah, honestly, if, yeah, my Facebook, if I was to sign in, would more than likely be older relatives posting I don't, things. I don't even have a Facebook account anymore. I no. had one. I don't anymore. Um, but anyway, this is like a 300 IQ play from Zuck because what he wants is he wants your data. He's a robot man. He wants all your data. It's what he eats for dinner. And this is a good play because then he ships out all these new Oculus devices. You know, little Jimmy gets his new Quest on Christmas morning. He goes, yo, Grandma, this is cool. And he opens it up. Uh-oh, you got to sign in with Facebook, dum-dum. So now little Jimmy's going to make a Facebook account. And now little Jimmy is giving all his precious data to Zuck so he can eat Jimmy. Yeah, so the I've been sitting on this joke since you said uh, Zuck likes to eat data. He's going to take a bite out of your bites. Yes, I made that joke. I'm smart. I have the 300 IQ play. I'm going to vomit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that um, just made me feel physically ill. <laughs> um, something I wanted to bring up, though, um, in regards to what you just said about Jimmy making a Facebook account. It's against Facebook's terms of service to make a Facebook account that is not you. So a lot of people were saying, oh, that's fine. I'll make a throwaway account. Johnny Johnson is going to be my yep. name, and yep. there you go. Well, your account will be terminated, and a lot of people fear that that will then lock your VR device and lock all of your games that you purchase with said Facebook account. That's a very good point. Um, that's why people are pissed, or at least that's one of the main reasons. That's, uh, that actually makes sense because uh, I don't know if you've ever watched him, but I watched this guy on YouTube, Internet Comment Etiquette, and he makes fake Facebook accounts all the time. And he can't seem to keep one. Um, so uh, that's probably why, because they're never him. Yeah, so once they catch on, however they do it, they catch on that it's not an actual well, individual. Well, with, with his accounts, it's probably really obvious. Well, yeah. Because yeah. like, he had one account where he just posted, he rated like, um, conspiracy theory pages and posted pictures of shirtless old men. Yeah, I would think that might be a, a troll account, maybe. And his name was also Holiday Fart Cruise. So. <laughs> I like this guy. Yeah, you should watch him. He's actually really funny. Yeah, so I think the uh, the Christmas time window kind of kind of makes sense with the ultimate plan of the Zuck, where uh, you know, in, in, uh, implement it in October, flush things out, piss people off, and then. The little Jimmy who doesn't really understand. Well, that way, you you roll it out two months in advance. That way, the backlash dies down. You give it three weeks, a month, 
the backlash dies down. Now everyone's like, oh, it's almost time for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And they start getting all their Christmas gifts. They're like, oh, Jim, the, the Oculus goggles. Jimmy wanted those. He grabbed them off the shelf. They're fighting like four old ladies at a time to get a, get a Rift S. You know, fucking uh, Gretchen gets an elbow to the jaw, right? <laughs> Grandma Edna gets a gets a black eye trying to get this Rift S for little Jimmy, little Johnny, or, whatever. Or I call she might them. pronounce it the Rifts. Yeah, she's gonna get the Rifts um, or the, the Quest goggles, and uh, and she's gonna bring them home after being battered and beaten on Black Friday. With it's gonna be bloody crawling through the she's door. She's gonna roll in with eight broken ribs. And she's going to say, this is what you wanted, right, Jimmy? This is what you wanted. That's going to be her last sentence. And she's going to die right there on the spot. And she's going to be like, thank you, Grandma. Oh, shit, I need a Facebook account. (laughs) Fuck you, Grandma. And she's going to spit on her corpse. Okay, so that, if you couldn't tell, was a dramatization. Like you see on, like, the crime networks. Um, But no, in all seriousness, um, if you think about it, you you announce it now that this is going to be mandatory. Um, October comes around. It gets implemented. The Google search feeds under Oculus, under Quest, under VR blow up with trending pages about this Zuck taking your data. By the time Christmas rolls around, a lot of that's down when everyone's searching, where the hell do I get this Oculus Quest S CV5? Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. where do I get this thing? Well, you know, that that's a smart play. That That is a really smart play. And if, you know, we're two dumbasses assuming that's what he's doing, but I, I have a strong feeling that's exactly what the thinking is. That's my that's my thought. That would be my play if I was that weird um humanoid android that uh that Mark Zuckerberg is or seems to be. Um I would that's what I would do. Yeah. And it, it just kinda the stars line up. And uh if you think you're safe, by the way, uh if you already have a Quest or a Rift S or a CV1 and you think you're safe, I have unfortunate news for you as well. Um, you're not going to be grandfathered in. As a matter of fact, it seems like starting in 2023, it'll be mandatory for all users, not just people who bought and signed in after October of this year. Which is also incredibly upsetting because I already have an Oculus account. And now if I wanted to get a Rift or a Rift, uh, not a Rift, a uh, Quest or a Quest 2, like I had discussed... Now I have to make a Facebook account again. Or at least in 2023 you do, because you do have the Oculus account for now. For now? But it also might be if you sign in for the first time, it might That's possible. It might jip you there. Um, I, as I mentioned, um, I mentioned in episode one and earlier that I was a VR guy. I have a Quest and a Rift S, and I had a Rift CV1, the original um, consumer Rift. And I've, I've had it linked to Facebook the whole time, because uh, as much as Zuck is a, a scum lord who just wants to bite your bites, like I said. Um, I have a feeling that if I have a Facebook account linked to my email, that email also has an Oculus account. I don't think Zuck really has to do much more work to uh, to get my, my data. So I, I kind of just went all in from the start. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and I guess it's, it's kind of not the end of the world if you have the Facebook account and you just like fully lock it down. Because I don't want Facebook to use Facebook. I want yeah. Facebook to play my games because I, I actually do have a couple games on my Oculus account. Like I have like Robo Recall and I, I think I have one other. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, but I want to keep that. So I would have to use my Oculus account or the, my Facebook account for my Oculus account, which is a, a pain. And I do not like it. Yeah, I certainly think it's a uh, 
a bad move. Um, and I believe Palmer Lucky is the CEO of um, Oculus. And people are really firing full throttle at him um, on the internet because I believe it was in like OC5, which is Oculus Connect 5, which yeah. is when like the Quest was announced. Oh, it's like the uh, same idea as like a Nintendo Direct. Exactly. But okay. it's, a, it's a bigger scale um, for the most part. Um, it's more like E3 style where they that they literally announced the link and the quest there and like it was it was big. Same idea. It's just they it's the same as, idea. They don't have as frequent releases as Nintendo. Exactly. So. It's like a bigger a bigger deal. Um, but I guess it was sometime after um, he had went on record as the CEO of Oculus or the founder. I mean, um, and said there will never be Facebook accounts required. Oh. Um, and people are now blaming him and he came straight out and said something along the lines of at the time that's how i felt and then as time went on it was clear that that would no longer be true and i really don't think it's fair to fire at this uh, fire shots at this guy well it's very like it's a corporate speak for saying i don't know what to tell you yeah this is this was something i was forced into yeah and the thing so is, I don't, it's definitely not his fault. It's not his fault, and you have to understand that he's the founder of Oculus, but Zuck owns Oculus now. Yes, you you need to think about. All right, if I was in his shoes, I'd be petrified of Zuck. Not only is he like a billionaire, he's also like a android man. He could walk up to me and pop my head like a grape. I don't <laughs> want to be like that. It'd be like that scene in The Terminator where he just lifts the dude up yeah, by his yeah, throat yeah. in the parking lot. It'd be like that. It'd lift me up and just like fucking collie mom me and rip my heart right out of my chest. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll have to give him some EMP grenades. And he goes, <laughs> now I'm going to apply the Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce. And he's going to eat it right in front of me. But, um, I mean, from my current position on the whole matter, I, I don't... I'm not too concerned on a personal level because, like I said, my Facebook account's already linked. I understand why users don't want that. And there's also plenty of users that are like, well, I don't even have a Facebook. And like we mentioned, it goes against the terms of service to make, like, a burner account. Um, so I can see why a lot of people are very pissed. And I've seen a lot of people that are saying they're holding out hope for the HP Reverb G2, which is like uh, HP and Valve, I believe, partnered up to make a VR headset. Okay. Um, I don't really, off the top of my head, know the specs of that headset, if there's any announced, but people are really holding hope that it's going to be the Netspeed thing so they can drop Oculus. If you go on the Oculus subreddit or the Oculus Quest subreddit, most users there are have already stated that they are no longer buying anything Oculus or Facebook-related. Um, I would have the same philosophy uh, that I have with Apple products is I will definitely never buy them from Apple. I'll never directly give Apple my money, but I would be okay if I found like an older thing secondhand, yeah. something like that. Like an old iPad or something. Exactly. Like, But in this case, obviously like an old Rift. They already have their money, and I'm not supporting Apple by buying this secondhand product. Yeah, I, I get the philosophy there, where you don't want to directly support them, and you're not by doing so. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I, As much as I don't like Facebook, um, I can see why that move was made. Yeah, um, it's, it's tough, because... 
in a lot of ways, you'll see you'll also see memes on those subreddits that say like Zuck built the VR marketplace and then he destroyed it because before the quest, and not that there's mass adoption now, but before the quest, there wasn't even a thought of mass adoption VR. And then now a lot of people are kind of making it out like he just destroyed VR, where it's never going to take off now. And I certainly don't think that's the case. Well, that's you're getting it from like man babies on a subreddit. Yeah, everything's the end of the world to them. Oh, absolutely! Is if the second something doesn't work out, exactly. Um, it, this, you see the same thing if you go to like any subreddit that's about a specific device or like a specific brand. Like yeah. one thing goes wrong, and they're like, "Oh, it's the end. That's that it. brand's over. Yep, brand throw the whole dead. thing in the trash." Yep, yeah, that's true. But uh, I was surprised, honestly. Um, I, I honestly stayed out of it. Probably the smartest thing I've done ever on Reddit was just, this is the first time ever I just didn't comment. I was just, I'm, I'm like, I don't have any horse in this race. That's why I don't comment or post or really anything. Yeah, except Reddit. for that Arch Linux story. <laughs> I wasn't on Reddit. That was on the Arch Linux forums. Oh, that's right. That was on it there. It was directly on the forums. Damn, that's even more brutal. But yeah, um, it sucks regardless. You know, I, I understand the integration, but I also think that... So you don't you don't need the integration, um, and a lot of people don't want it. So, and it also it comes down to if it's a required integration, a lot of people don't have Facebook accounts. Simple as that. Same idea as um, Google Plus. Yep. Remember how that was a big stink. Now you're gonna have Google Plus, and now well, I mean you see how that went. Yeah, that Google didn't, Plus is no more. Yeah, that didn't pan out too well. So I mean, it only took like five years. So what, we call it another five years, you know, maybe this is like, oh, well, this isn't going to pan out. But they just did it because they entirely nixed Google+. Plus. They didn't nix the integration. Um, they just nixed Google+, Plus as a whole. Um, and I don't think Facebook's going anywhere. As long as there's still old people, they're still going to be Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, it it kind of bums me out because I Oculus has made strides in, you know, making, um, like, VR... What's the word I'm looking for? Making great strides in improving VR. They were like the Quest. There was nothing like the Quest until it came out. Yeah, and making it more affordable and accessible to the common man, as it were. Yeah, exactly. So that was the big thing you had with the first generation Vive and the first generation Rift is like, oh, well, you need a $900 headset and you need like an $1,800 computer. Yeah. So, and, you know, who the hell wants this early adopted hardware and then they need all this extra hardware behind it no one's gonna pay that price other than people who are really into the into gaming and yeah i did already have a pc well i already had a pc so well i'm saying your average soccer mom might say oh i really want to try a vr headset but she's not gonna go all in on twenty five hundred dollars of equipment or or she'll say man little tommy's really talking about that that virtual realities uh, I better go hop on the old Amazon machine and see what one of these Rifts costs. Oh, well, Rift, that's okay. That's not that bad. Oh, but you need to plug it into a computer. What kind of computer do you need for it? Oh, no. You need to spend like a $1,000 or 1500 on a computer. And I have to get them as, him a $600 headset. Yeah, that's a no. Or, this is a funny story time. I saw this happen. Um... On the Oculus subreddit, around the time the Quest launched, someone who who didn't you know didn't have the knowledge behind uh, PCs or anything, 
they bought what they thought was a standalone VR headset, and they got a Rift instead. So they were like, where do these wires go? I don't get it. Is there a battery bank? Like, what is this? And people uh... were like, people were like, uh, you need a PC. And then they were just like, well, what do you mean I need a PC? This is a wireless headset. And they were like, no, no, this is this is a PC headset. So that that's the other thing you get where your average, you know, person buying it for their son or a daughter might be like oh yeah yeah this is the headset they wanted yeah it's four hundred dollars that's not bad but it's a pc headset yeah that too that too because it's not like unfortunately if you make something idiot proof the world's gonna give you a bigger idiot yep um so you could say like because i think it says it in all the listings like oculus rift s headset for pc right yeah more than likely i haven't really looked but i think it usually and but, even Oculus's website, when you first get on it, has two categories. It says for PC and then like standalone. Yeah. So, but you're gonna say, you know, average parent is gonna be, oh, my son has a computer. Yeah, Rift computer. We have those, or we have computer. We need Rift. So now you're gonna have like little Timmy, little Tommy, little Johnny, little Jimmy, whatever I call them. Uh, now he's just got like a two thousand a two thousand eight uh, Asus EPC with <laughs> Windows XP on it, um, and uh, and he's gonna be trying to run he's gonna be trying to run Blade and Sorcery or, or Half Life Alex on that when uh, those computers cannot even run Steam. Yeah, so that's that's the problem you get him. So I guess we'll see where this pans out, and if you're interested in this topic, I'm sure we'll have updates for you as time goes on and we learn more. I hope so. Well, because um, this podcast is recorded in advance, uh, we, we are kind of late to this party. Uh, we're switching topics, by the way. Uh, get with the program. Um, we're going to talk about Samsung, new Samsung stuff. Yeah, from the Galaxy Unpacked event, which was very marketing-based and totally stupid Those at times. Those usually are. Yeah. Uh, you got your Galaxy Buds live, didn't you? I did, um, and currently they have been returned to Amazon. That's tough. Um, yeah, I know I promised like a, a Galaxy Buds Live review, and I, I did spend about two to like three days with them of uh, actually using them before I returned them. And uh, let me start off by saying they're good. They're they're phenomenal earbuds. They're comfortable. They sound really good. They have good bass, good highs, good mids, and the case is pretty portable. It was probably somewhere in the ballpark of like airpods the original airpods case size maybe a little thicker um wireless charging it had all the bells and whistles the problem came in um when i saw they were active noise cancellation as the elites and rumors had stated so i expected it to be you know active noise cancellation and to be good um they're the most open ear headphones or earbuds i have ever seen in my life I could hear my fridge whirring in the background, sitting at my kitchen table with active noise cancellation on. Active Bruh. noise cancellation did nothing, and the passive noise cancellation was non-existent. It sounded like I had speakers, little baby speakers, glued to the top of my head, not even in my ear. So, while they sound great, the, they, the noise cancellation wasn't even there. Not active, not passive, nothing. Um, partially my fault for... You know, it's better than anything otherwise on an open ear design, but also, like I said, when it's advertised as active noise cancellation, and they say you can take them on trains and buses, I was in the car with my girlfriend driving, and I used them, 
and I could hear her directional clicking. Okay, all right. That's no good I mean, for me. Yeah. Especially, especially when you have the Galaxy Buds Plus, which are the ones I had before, which I still currently have, that are $10 cheaper. And the passive noise cancellation is phenomenal on those. I've taken them on the highway with the windows down while she's driving, and it's good. I can hear everything perfectly. So I was very disappointed, to say the least. Um, they sound good. That's about it. That's about all I had going for them. Comfort, oh. sound, and the design. Yeah, I um, actually wanted to invest in another set of true wireless earbuds. And I was recommended um, the Tautronics Sound Liberty 79. Um, so I'm going to get a set of those, I think. They're like 55 bucks. Um, I'm actually looking at them right now. Um, cause I did get an order placed on them, but then I decided not to cause they weren't going to be in stock till October. So I just decided to wait on the item. So the, um, I guess for what they cost, they're really good. Uh, cause I did see a video recently um, about the Raycons and how for what they cost they're not that good I quite like my Raycons however I haven't heard them untuned in a long time like since I got them because right when I bought them I'm like there's way too much bass in here and I tuned them so I turned down bass I turned up treble I turned up mids but I guess if untuned they sound horrid but the uh, Tautronics ones sound uh, good actually yeah so maybe you can distress those when they eventually show up um, but yeah like I said I mean if you need wireless earbuds um, and you need them to be comfortable and sound good the Galaxy Buds Live are great um, but I also think there's many better options out there you could get the Galaxy Buds Plus which are $10 cheaper. You could get the original Galaxy Buds from like two years ago, which were like $100 at launch. You'd probably find them for like 60 bucks. Um, comfortable, sound good. Um, they all have their pros and cons. I know like the Galaxy Buds Live and the Galaxy Buds Plus were said to have better call quality. So if that matters to you, get the Galaxy Buds Live. I mean, sorry, the Galaxy Buds Plus. But uh, I was very, very disappointed with the Galaxy Buds Live. You didn't like the beans? I loved the beans. I loved the design. It was nice. They were so comfortable. They just sucked for noise cancellation. Hmm. Um, like that that PC fan, that little laptop fan that's going. I could yeah. hear that with those in right now. I promise man, you, it was so disappointing. Man, that's bad. I uh, I know the ANC on the AirPods Pros are is like decent for what it is. Well, I, I've actually heard it's like pretty phenomenal for earbuds like so, like close with the uh, sony 1000 mark threes the earbud versions yeah. i've heard it's close to that like they're really good that was another uh thing i was considering getting a set of those but they're just i can't swing it. it's too much money yeah i originally wanted those um it was funny when i had you remember the icon X's? um those were remarkably uncomfortable um so when i was looking for something more comfortable i was like yeah get those sony's and then i kind of got uh jabated into the samsung ecosystem where i was like but these work better with my note 10 so i got the galaxy buds plus and i don't regret it in any way but i have heard that the sony ones are better but they're also like a hundred dollars more yeah they are big money let me look when i looked uh back in the day they were like 228 i believe let me look right now on the old amazon machine amazon machine is loading 178.99 so, here's my new advice to you. If you really need that ANC, 
get those instead of the Galaxy Buds Live because guess what? How much was it? One seventy nine. One seventy eight. One seventy eight. That's uh, that's the same price as the Galaxy Buds. You Live. can get them renewed. You can get them renewed for ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can literally get them for the same price and cheaper than the Galaxy Buds Live if you get them renewed. So, so I would certainly recommend that before the Galaxy Buds Live. All right. I mean, that's kind of bold considering you haven't used them. Yeah, I've just I have never seen a bad review for them. Oh. I've heard nothing but phenomenal things about the noise cancellation. The set for the longest time, as far as I was aware, they were the best sounding wireless earbuds around. So I'm not sure if they've been dethroned yet. I know the AirPods Pro were supposedly the uh, the competitor to those. Yeah, but, I guess uh, the uh, the AirPods Pros are like really good. Yeah, that's what I've heard. So, you know, and from my experience with the Galaxy Buds Live, I mean, for Christ's sake, if you're that concerned, get the Raycons. <laughs> because I can promise you the passive noise cancellation is going to be better. And for me, it's not that I need active noise cancellation, but I also, I'm not looking for a speaker that's just out in the open. I, when I put earbuds in, it's because I need some sort of isolation from yeah. my environment. Or even get like... The cheap ones. I've heard good things about the Tautronics. Get the Tautronics ones. Yeah, I mean, anything that's going to have decent passive noise cancellation is already going to be a, a notch above the Galaxy Buds Lives. So, yep. that's my review of them. Like I said, sound good, but eesh on the noise cancellation. Mm, well, that's a shame. And, uh, Chris, I remember we talked about this, I think, I believe it was episode two, because when I was editing, I did timestamps for it, and, uh, Remember we discussed the ever-soaring <laughs> prices of smartphones? Yeah, quite unfortunate, actually. So I, I I wanted to talk to you about this because I already know what this is going to lead to in a reaction, but I think okay. the audience needs to hear this. All right. So the Galaxy Note 20, as mm-hmm. anticipated, and Note 20 Ultra were announced. Note 20 Ultra, expensive phone. It starts at uh, $1299, but with storage spec, it can go up to $1449. It starts at $1299. Yes. What kind of phone are you getting here? What's the, the screen? The Note 20 Ultra, uh, 6.9 inch AMOLED, 120 hz refresh God rate. Damn. That's bigger than my dick. <laughs> <laughs> How'd we go from serious to that? <laughs> oh, man. So. Alright, so let me continue my, uh, my spec. <laughs> My spec list, yes, you get a 6.9 bigger than Chris's dick AMOLED display, 120 hertz refresh rate. However, you have to use 1080p in order to reap these benefits. Um, okay, well, it's a 7-inch screen. Yeah, it's, exactly. That's my thinking. So you get the pen-to-paper feel S Pen, which is their lingo for they got the um, response time down to 9 milliseconds. If that matters to you, awesome. Okay. Um. You get this ecosystem thing going on where you can write notes with your S Pen and it gets sent over to your Tab S7, all your other Samsung Who devices. Who buying a Tab S7? <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, it, it's a nice phone. It has, uh, I believe, it's the four cameras, the standard ultra-wide, um, the telephoto potentially. I know they have the space zoom. I think that takes place of the telephoto. And then they have that really big ultra-wide like the uh, the other phones have. Oh, so um, formidable. I mean, it, any camera or any phone in 2020 needs like 18 cameras. Anyway. Yeah. So let me let me just tell you, you have some nice cameras on this boy. But like I said, it starts 12.99, 
and then it gets spec'd up if you upgrade the storage to 1449. Oh, expandable storage as well, the ultrasonic fingerprint scanner. A lot of the stuff you see on like the Note 10 Plus. Um, uh, and I forgot to mention this, the Snapdragon 865 Plus. So top-notch plus. Snapdragon chip. Um, now, ready to talk about the Note 20 stock. It's $1,000, okay? $1,000. So about two years ago, flagship price. I mean, um, that's like, uh, if I didn't get a discount on it, that's what my Note 9 would have cost. Okay, now, how about when I tell you that it's made of plastic on the back? It's made of plastic? Yes. For $1,000? Yes. It's plastic? Yes. When my phone, my Note 9, is glass and, like, metal. Yeah. And it was the same price? Yes. Oh, 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 and that 120 hertz uh, pen to paper feel awesome refresh rate? 60 hertz. 60 hertz. Plastic phone. Yep. Everything's plastic? Screen, too? Uh, no, no, no. Just the, the back. The screen is glass, yes. And the sides are aluminum. It's just the back. Just the back is plastic. Yep. Oh, and you lose a camera. Okay. You lose a... Well, you're not paying the twelve ninety nine. Yep. Just, so you don't yep. get a glass phone? Like, you don't no, get sir. the... You don't just get the de facto build quality that's been on flagship phones for, like, the last five years? Well, I just want to point out... Um, I have a Note 10 Plus sitting over here that was $100 more, and you could buy it now for probably like 800 I think we looked uh, a couple episodes ago. It is significantly better value than this Note 20 stock. Well, this the Note 9 you can find for like probably really cheap. And even, yeah, and that's more bang for your buck. Like, hey, you get a headphone jack too. Yeah. When I ever saw the Note 20 standard... I was disappointed. I thought last year with the whole Note 10, Note 10 Plus debacle where they took away its rentable storage and took away the headphone jack. I thought that was bad. This is worse. A plastic phone. Yep. $1,000. Yep. Gets me plastic. The last plastic phone I had, Chris, was a $250 LG K20 Plus. This better be some really good plastic for $1,000. Well, especially, especially... When I believe both the parts that are glass have the new um, Gorilla Glass Victus, which is like, you know, more scratch resistant, you know, more jargon about how great it is. It's a new Gorilla Glass. But then the back is plastic on the stock Note 20. The back is plastic. If that plastic doesn't stop me from, doesn't literally revive me from the dead, I do not want it. Um, Marquez Brownlee, you might have heard of him, right? Yeah, Fortnite and Mark Ass Brownlee, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, um, very good tech reviewer. Um, he said in one of his videos that I watched about the Stock Note 20 that it's so cheap feeling that he squeezes it and there's an air pocket between the plastic back and the battery. Oh my god. So it, it flexes when you squeeze it. Oh my god, dude. Yes. Uh huh. Oh my god. One thousand dollars. A thousand United States dollars. Yep. I think it's ridiculous, and I think it's probably... I'm ashamed to say that I own a Samsung phone. I feel just as bad as when Apple pulls their bullshit with a $1,000 monitor stand. My uh, Note 9, I can assure you, will probably be the last Samsung product I buy. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with you there. I feel like I can certainly get a lot of bane for my buck with many other brands, like even OnePlus. Well... I say that it's definitely gonna be the last Samsung phone I buy. I still buy their SSDs and things like that. Well, yes, that. yeah, yeah. More if you want to be more specific, yeah. Their I SSDs believe I have a Samsung phenomenal. washer and dryer. 
But yes, the Samsung SSDs are very good. And then phones, not so much. And then more. I know you're gonna love this one. So if you guys don't already know, I don't think we've talked about it on this show. Uh, Chris here does not like foldables in I, the slightest. Okay, I think I like that it exists. Let me not say that. I don't like that it exists. I understand why it exists. I just don't like it, and I think it's a stupid gimmick. Yeah, we, me, me and Chris have had this discussion I've been burned, many times. I've been burned too many times by gimmicks. So you see this new gimmicky thing. Oh, it folds. Woo! Yeah, I don't care. I don't um, care. I don't like it. I don't want it in my house. I uh. So they announced a new foldable, and my main takeaway... Is that it looks nice. It looks like a pretty phone. Um, finally, they've released a foldable that is a full-sized phone on the outside and a big tablet-y size bid boy on the inside. Because with the Galaxy Fold, you got like a three-inch, four-inch screen. Yep. With the Z Flip, you got this one in, one and a half-inch little screen to look at notifications and time. And then you'd unfold it, and you'd get on the Z Flip a normal-sized phone, and on the Fold, you'd get like a tablet. You know what the name of this new foldable is? What is it? You have the Galaxy Fold and the Galaxy Z Flip. This is the Galaxy Z Fold 2. The Z Fold. 2. The Z 2. 2. So the Dose, Fold. As in second generation. The Fold, the Z Flip. Had a Z, baby. Z Fold 2, two second gen. Yes. But it's the first gen. But it's the first gen with this weird naming scheme. Okay. Okay. Um. I don't have any pricing details. I don't even think they announced the price at the show, potentially. And I don't know if they've updated it um, as we speak. But um, I'm sure it's going to be expensive. I've heard close to 2000 Yeah, wasn't this... I know the Fold was like two grand. Yeah, and the Z Flip was like twelve fifty, I believe. It was like the same price as the S20. Jesus S20 Christ. Ultra or something like that. It was like in the same... Because I remember when the, the S20 Ultra came out... I did this meme where I was like, hey, if I'm going to get the S20 Ultra, I can get the Z Flip for the same price and experience the foldable. And then I, I think my friends stopped talking to me for a while. Um, yeah, honestly, if you rock a Z Flip, man, get a new phone. <laughs> but um, the phone itself, you know, looks nice. It's still that plastic screen with glass composite, but it's not glass. It's just super thin paper, thin glass. Um, you know... Sure, it's it's another foldable. It's not going to have mass adoption. It's not doing anything extremely new, you know. It, it's just another foldable from Samsung. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, two grand, it's a pretty formidable price. If yeah. you have, like, a lot of money, go for it. But don't be mad when after two years of owning that phone... You wear out the joint in the middle. Yeah. And then your screen breaks, and you got to spend another, like, $1,000 for a Samsung proprietary screen. Well... And you're out of a phone for, like, two weeks. I was... you to send it to Samsung, and they got to fix it and send it back. I don't know if this is the case with the Z Fold 2, but I don't think I ever told you this around the time the Z Flip launched. Um, they offered one free screen replacement. Oh, really? Yes, once you bought the phone. All right, I retract that statement. Then. I don't know if that's how it is with the Z Fold 2. If they if they end up doing that, I will fully retract my statement. I will eat my own words. But, again, we don't exactly know what, uh, man, what the Samsung's case is. Samsung's really dropped the ball here, man. Yeah, the I mean... The plastic Note 20 and this, like, dumb open foldable ear. thing. The open ear Open earbuds. ear beans. I... 
Oh, and then the most exciting thing was the Galaxy Tab S7. I I don't give a shit. I could not tell you how much I don't care about Galaxy tablets. Um, I've interacted with a few Galaxy tablets. I actually own a handful of Galaxy tablets that I got broken from work, and I have a new one that I got with my phone. Because to get the discount, I think I also had to get a tablet or something. Yeah. Um, but I have a tablet nonetheless. You had to get like a tablet with service on it. Oh, nice. Um, so I have a tablet, and it has service on it, and it's in my drawer, and I don't think I've used it really ever, because I don't have a use for a tablet, um, and especially an Android tablet. They're just bad. Yeah. Right? I I already don't really like tablets, um, but they're just a bit finicky. On Android, yeah. On Android, yeah. and I, I've used a handful of Samsung tablets, like I said, for work, um, and the application in which they're used, uh, they have to reliably print to a printer, and it just doesn't work. Yeah. I've had probably many hours trying to fix it. I even had, uh, I even have one of the tablets that I do manage that um, just refuses to print at all. Yeah. Um, honestly, there was like two things that actually excited me well but then announced. again but then again um i say that how much i hate the android printing thing um a apple airprint is not much better i have no horse in this race i've never actually used it but is it really that bad it's okay well it's easy if you have one printer that it could possibly go to okay i work in a workplace and we have multiple printers and they have to be now, this is in my experience. I, again, again, I work in a business, so I have the way our network is set up. It's divided into several virtual LANs, VLANs, as it were, and each one has a different subnet. And normally, no matter what VLAN you're on, there's crosstalk between the subnets. So you can talk, like, for example... Uh, VLAN 4 is one of our uh, dynamic DHCP networks. Um, so you can talk to something that's on VLAN 3, you know, for example. However, our iPads, which use the AirPrint, would be on this wireless VLAN and it can't talk to a different subnet is the big thing the Android printing can so they're on one subnet and the printers on another subnet and it can they can talk across. to each other yeah Apple there's no like real print driver that you install so you can't talk between a different subnet that's my thing and it's a bit advanced but, like, it works great flawlessly if you have one printer that you're printing to on your network. So, I'm assuming, like, if you're at home and you have an iPad or an iPhone or whatever and you want to print, great, wonderful. But, if you want to use it in a professional capacity um, and get, like, real work done with it, it's going to be a bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah, I can, I, I see what you're saying, where home it might be perfectly fine, but as soon as it gets exactly, a little complicated, yeah, yeah. it's, yeah brought to its knees um there was two things samsung kind of uh announced and doubled down on uh 
that actually were interesting. Um, one was they really, you know, went all in on the ecosystem, similar to what uh, what Apple does. They they literally used the word ecosystem at numerous points throughout their show. Uh, I also forgot to mention this because it's so unexciting. They announced the new Galaxy Watch. Yay! Wow. It's the same as last gen. Honestly, um, talking about the ecosystem, I just don't think that there is going to be a competitor, an honest competitor, to the Apple ecosystem. Well, yeah, probably not. I mean, they literally have their own OS on lock. Like, it, it's not just like they have devices, you know, like OnePlus that say they have an ecosystem, they have their earbuds, their uh, phone, but they don't have an OS. Apple has a literal OS across numerous device spectrums. They have watches, they have phones, they have laptops. Yeah, and they know how to make them talk to each other. Exactly. Because they're the ones in control. Mm -hmm. If you have, like, a lap... Does Samsung even make laptops anymore? I don't know about any more, but I, I know they have. I'm just not sure what they Say, for make. example, they made a laptop, like a nice high-end laptop, um, and people bought it. Regardless, it's going to run, like... Windows, right? Yeah, so it'll be now, like Windows 10. Yeah, and now your Galaxy Tab S7 has to talk to Windows 10, and it's not gonna like it. So yeah. it would have to be interfaced through this like weird proprietary Samsung software that's built into the computer, maybe. So, but it's not gonna be as seamless as Apple's. So they have. I actually, I changed what I say. They have three things that were exciting. One of which, uh, back to the ecosystem, um, they have the My Phone Companion app on Windows 10. Um, okay. I've used it with my Note 10, and it, it's it's gimmicky. It's whatever. It's like Apple, but if Apple wasn't Apple, it sucks. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, supposedly they doubled down on that. Like you can literally, uh, I believe. It's virtualized, but you can virtualize your phone. Use your phone when it's not around on this app. Oh, really? So you can do some pretty cool, like, Apple-level things. You can open apps in, like, a virtual phone from there. Um, and it's cool. They doubled down on that. Um, so it seems like they're working with Microsoft. And this kind of leads into one of the other things that I wanted to mention that was exciting. The Galaxy lineup is getting Xbox Game Pass in the fall. Oh, really? Yes, sir. And there's a Xbox controller you can buy that comes with a bracket to hold your Galaxy phone, and you can play Game Pass. Wow. Pretty exciting, actually. Um, if it works well. Yes, if it works well. That's a big if. Um, now, I don't know what specifically is on Game Pass. I know it's definitely you're going to get all your Microsoft first-party stuff. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, but I don't know what else is on it. If it's anything like the PS4... The PS Now. PS Now, that's what it's called. It's substantially called. better. Is it? From what I've heard of people who have used it, yes, it has very good games on there. Oh, okay. Like, Red Dead 2 is on there. Oh, really? Yes. I would be interested in something like that. I was going to say to play it on my PC, but I guess it's on PC now. Yeah, but... Um, that that was kind of exciting. That's something I'd like to, you know, dip my toes into. Um, I'm not sure what the implement, uh, implementation will be with older Galaxy devices. If they're just going to do the Samsung, or even, honestly, the most Android phone things, where they just stop supporting it. Um, or if that will make its way over to older devices. Um, but I am excited to see how that implementation works. Um, yeah, I definitely do like the idea of an ecosystem. However, 
it's going to be very difficult to get me specifically to buy into an ecosystem for something like that. Yeah. Um, simply just because I don't want Apple's ecosystem, even though it's a very good ecosystem, I will say. Very good. They do it very well. Yeah. It's all seamless. That's honestly the scary part, though. However, I use a lot of, like, just non-standard tech. Yeah. Like... Didn't you just show me, like, a, a 1994 IBM keyboard? Yes. <laughs> yes, so. I, I purchased a 1994 IBM Model M on eBay, and it's fantastic. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. Um, <laughs> but back on topic. <laughs> but my... I have doubts that my Android is going to interface seamlessly with my Linux boxes. Yeah, no. I, I have a feeling it wouldn't interface at all. Um, well, in that fashion, at least. Yeah. Um, it doesn't even ping, uh, you know how when you plug it into, like, a normal computer, like a Windows device, it pings the Samsung DeX thing? Yeah. It doesn't even ping that, it's just like, this is a port that we can push data to. Yeah, you guys want to know what's amazing, honestly? I don't even have what we're talking about on the notes currently, and Chris just put a perfect transition into what I was going to say for the third exciting thing. Whoa! Wireless deaths. Wireless decks. If you have a smart you TV, you have to plug it in. If you have a smart TV, you can wirelessly stream your phone over to that TV and use Samsung decks wirelessly with your phone as the mouse. Uh, I've used it a couple times. I do quite like. It's decks. cool. It's really like cool. This kind of gives me like Chrome vibes, where like it's... uh like not Cro- Chromebook. Sorry. Yeah, Chromebook. Chrome OS. Yeah, That's Chrome OS. Idea. Um, and I like it. It's good. Like if I, if I have the option to type out a Word document on the Google Drive app on my phone, or I have my, you know, gimmicky folding keyboard that you don't like. I would much rather use debt on a smart TV and just, you know, bang out a document than I would just typing it out on my phone. Well, that folding keyboard, I have to give it credit. I do quite like the hinge. It's a very good hinge. <laughs> I don't like how small it is. Uh, and I don't like typing on it. And I just don't like the fact that it's foldable. <laughs> I don't like things that fold. Okay. That being said, I have several laptops, and they all fold. But they're supposed to fold. They fold like God intended. <laughs> Keyboards aren't meant to fold. It's unnatural. Says the guy with a roll-up keyboard that he bought for memes. Oh, yeah, it's flexible. I bought a, I bought a silicone keyboard. Yeah. I thought it was funny. That's, That's why I bought it. That's the worst typing experience I've ever Actually seen. awful. But, um, yeah, wireless deaths, honestly. I'm pretty excited for that. Just for, like, the simple fact that that was kind of what held me back on uh, on debts in the first place. It was like, <laughs> I could plug it in with a USB cable to my PC, or I could plug a, a USB-C to HDMI into a TV. If I ha- why would I have that on me? You know, like, do you walk yeah. around with a USB-C to HDMI cable? I don't. I don't think so. I no. Or like an adapter, and also, why am I going to take my phone and plug that into my sixteen hundred dollar PC, which has fully functional Windows Ten on it? When I can just use the PC. Exactly. Yeah, that So, makes sense. wireless debts is actually something, I think, even for, like, videos. Just say videos. Someone has, like, a, you know, a Roku, and you want to show a family video that you have on your phone, you can just wirelessly stream debts and go to your file manager play that video. That's absolutely a much, much better implementation of decks, I think. Absolutely. There's been some, like, weird hack job things with, like, oh, you can um, get this laptop that's just, like an empty shell 
and it's just a screen, and you plug it in, and Samsung DeX just works. Yeah. And you can use it like a Chromebook. So it's like a portable monitor. Essentially, yeah, but you get a monitor, keyboard, mouse, yeah. like keyboard trackpad. Yeah, there's a bit more to it. Um, but it's like the same price as like a regular Chromebook. It's like $200. When I could also just buy a Chromebook. and Exactly. Know, I have that. That's fine. It, Samsung even makes Chromebooks of their own. Or And you also need an Android device that supports Samsung DeX. Yeah, so you need a specific Samsung phone. Yes. So, so I, I think it's definitely cool. It's one of the cooler things they announced. So of of everything announced, besides the Bean Buds, I was extremely excited up until I got them in my hands. I really was excited for Samsung Dex uh, being wireless, uh, Game Pass. And then I'm not so much excited, more so interested in seeing what they do with this whole ecosystem thing. Because like you mentioned, how do you go toe-to-toe with a behemoth like Apple? Uh, especially when they have control over everything. Yep, exactly. Because they made Mac OS, they made iOS, they made iPad OS, they made the Watch OS, whatever runs on the Apple Watch. Yep. Like. Yeah, like the. Uh, they made everything. Which, interestingly enough, um, Samsung, funny enough, uses one UI now. It's not an OS, but it's a user interface, obviously. Yep. And they switched their watches from Tizen OS to One UI OS. They uh, made their own watch OS, but I think it was still like a Tizen uh, modified version. Yeah, it's the same. Well, because it's it's Android, it's based on a Linux kernel. So it's the yeah. same meme as like switching your desktop environment in Linux. Yeah. Which is essentially you just install a package and then you log out, switch your desktop environment, and you're good to go. Yeah, and it's like this new interface. So, yeah. So it's interesting to see that they're making strides to have a proprietary interface or something that's, you know, constant across all Samsung phones um, and even tablets. But, uh, yeah, I just I would not want to be in the position to go toe-to-toe yeah. for, uh, for an ecosystem. With- yeah, they definitely have to. I mean, in terms of interfacing between... Uh, phones interfacing between like phones to tablets, phones to Chromebooks, Apple TV. Like, how, they don't have anything like that on the Samsung side. You know, they have the whole smart things. Yeah. Um, but like, Apple is just so seamless with everything. It's the one thing that I say like Apple is certainly best at. Like, but I even, think I think that that Samsung has it in the bag with like phone to phone, phone to tablet. Oh yeah. Phone to Remember Chromebook. Remember like early NFC days with like I think it was like the Note Five phone to samsung tv yeah no that stuff's incredible sam your samsung smart fridge yeah yeah if you buy one of those i guess (laughs) yeah i know but uh yeah i think for the longest time um samsung has had it down with the the device to device but not so much when you're going across different uh spectrums of devices yes they you can go in between their own devices yeah like right now i know i just got an update for my phone which is basically airdrop for Samsung devices. And then I also got an update that is basically audio sharing with my earbuds with your phone. So like we can have my earbuds paired to both of our phones. We can both play audio and switch between it seamlessly. Oh, okay. But that's still, that that's, that's just baby steps towards the behemoth. That is Apple's ecosystem. Oh, absolutely. So I, yeah, I don't uh I don't envy them in that situation. No. But if anyone can do it, it would probably be the other monolith of a uh company. Yeah, unless they really want to drop a bombshell and start making like Samsung OS their uh, own uh desktop OS and and do that. Oh, how do we forget about the main man Bixby? Bixby. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. 
that was the first fail. How long? Many. How long did you have your Note Nine before you disabled the Bixby button? Um, so originally the feature wasn't available, and then they made it available after Bixby became a douchebag. Um, so as soon as it was available, so I believe what was it the S8 that uh, Bixby was introduced as I his own so, button, yes. and then. I think the S8 came and went, and then around the time the Note 9 came, they finally allowed you to go straight in and disable him. So, yeah, probably since I got the phone. Probably the first time I hit the button by accident and that dumbass popped up. That's probably the first time. Yeah, I, um, I've um i had my phone for almost two years now, and uh, I don't think... I've, I think I've had Bixby, the Bixby button disabled... Uh, since like two days after I got the phone, yeah, I um, Bixby on the watch is even worse, honestly. Well, they like I mean they gotta pick one, right? There's already Google Assistant, which is phenomenal. Which I don't use voice assistants anyway, but if I did, I would end up using Google Assistant over Bixby. Yeah, that's for sure. Like big, I don't like Bixby. No, not at all. Especially now it's he's got his own button. I hit the button, and then this dickhead starts talking to me. I don't want you. Well, the good news is I believe, if I remember correctly off the top of my head, there's no Bidsby button on the new phones. Well, Oh, great. Now I'm going to have my plastic phone sans Bixby button. Great. I'm happy. Yes, sir. So now that $1,000 is really worth it. I'd pay $1,000 to get Bidsby out of there. If I even if I ever open up my Note 9, I'm just going to cut the contacts for the Bits, Bixby button. Yeah. I don't Honestly. want it. I just want it to be a dead button. Yeah. I feel you there. Because even with the disabling it, it still accidentally presses. Goes well, the good thing about, a good thing about the Samsung phones is the buttons pop right off. You can take them off and then get rid of the uh, the actual internal button. And yeah, put that's the button what I'm doing. So it pops right off. You'll be good. If I'm ever in my phone, if I ever open it up, that's what I'm doing. I'm, kinda, I'm getting rid of the contacts for the Bixby button. I don't want it. Yeah, I don't blame you. But, um... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it, I wasn't too happy with their uh, their presentation, but it's all right, you know. They can't please everybody. There's plenty of people I see. The Galaxy Buds Live have great reviews. A lot of people mm. love them. It's just, to me, compared to the Galaxy Buds Plus, nothing. So, And that was the one thing I was anticipating. Well, I guess, like, yeah, ANC earbuds are going to be like a thing of the future, I think. As, as prices are coming down and whatever. Um, hopefully they all do it a bit better than Samsung did. Yeah, hopefully. So, with uh, with all that being said, uh, this is uh, this probably going to end up being a slightly shorter episode. Slightly. Yeah, slightly. Um, but we had a lot to say. I, I got fired up a couple times. Wouldn't, um, be a, wouldn't be a normal episode if you didn't. Obviously not. Um, but I think we're going to round it out. Um, just remember, um, you can now get our RSS feed pasted into your favorite podcast app that will be in the description. Um, also, you can contact us at synapsemisfire at pm.me. Uh, and your email, comment, question, concern, uh, death threat will be read on the show. Yeah, speaking of, uh, speaking of that, thank you to Alex for sending in an email uh, to Keurig saying Keurig can suck his dick and balls. That was... That was certainly interesting to Thank read uh, on break. Thank you, Alex. I also read that at work. <laughs> Perfect environment for that. Of course. Um, so shout out, Alex. <laughs> um, anyway, 
everything like that out of the way. Uh, I guess that that's the end of this episode. This has been the Synapse Misfire Podcast. Dramatic music. Explosions. And then the giant fist. Okay, the show's over now. Now get out of my house.